Are you not doing an intro song? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we'll we'll have a bit of silence and then I'll hop in. I wasn't sure. No, this is just going this live. This is going straight in? Yeah. Oh, well. We're all recording. Well. Yeah. Welcome back to Chop for Time. I right. uh, hope you're all doing well. Uh, it's Thomas, Ben, and Jacob here again. We're all going to be diving into this and uh, talking about Sunday service and, yeah. and the last um, sermon that we had this week. So, but first, how are you guys? What's what's happening? Well, I'm great. How are you, Jacob? I'm breathing. That's, that's good. That's, yeah. that's the main thing. Yeah. Ben, you had an exciting Father's Day. I did. Very exciting Father's Day. Uh, the, the kid went well over and above what she should have, <laughs> um, but going to be able to, Lord willing, in July, cross off one of my uh, bucket list items and get to attend a game at Wrigley Field to see my beloved Ooh. Chicago Cubs, and um, yeah. and yeah, there was a there was a little bit of a jersey, and yeah. she did a cross stitch to commemorate the exact date and, and everything Ooh, for me. Good. So very it good. was it was an eventful, yeah. eventful Father's Day. Mm. Um, it, awesome. it took a took a moment. There's a little bit of a video out there yeah, where I'm yeah. looking at the ticket, and it uh, every time that I've seen the Cubs has been in Cincinnati. Yeah, it uh-huh. just makes sense. Yeah, Cincinnati's fairly close to us, so whenever they would come, we would try to get tickets yeah. as often as we could and go see them. So I saw a Cubs ticket, and then I looked up, and it said against the Diamondbacks. It's like, uh-huh. well, that's not the Reds. Yeah. And then I looked at the location, and it uh, it said Wrigley Field. So that that's kind of when it started setting in with me. A I don't bit. actually know where is that. Chicago. Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, fun. Yeah, Chicago, Illinois. Very so. good. Very good. That's exciting. Yeah. Jacob, do you have anything equally as exciting going on? I had my uh, old roommate over, Nathan, and we went to Ashland. We hung out. We had butterbeer, which is very tasty. Ooh. Have you guys had that? No. It's I, like... Uh, I've had a milkshake that was called it, but I don't know if it's... Yeah, exactly. That's, okay. that's basically it. It's like vanilla with butterscotch drizzle and whipped cream, and it's it's just wonderful. Mine just tasted literally like a big stick of butter blended into a milkshake. Oh, pretty much. It's <laughs> like what a root beer float tries to be. America. Right there, baby. Yeah. <laughs> they were good as far as I remember, but... Uh, Awesome. I we we ended up taking a group out onto the lake yesterday. Yeah, that was our our day. And I, uh, I'm you're, Irish. You're glowing. <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, I feel like I feel like Moses, and you know, when it came down <laughs> off my side eye, <laughs> just you radiantly see, glowing red. See, the Irish have a tendency to glow <laughs> yeah. to begin with, but right. you're on the opposite spectrum of yeah. glowing. There's still yeah. a glow about you, uh-huh. but it's uh, it's a little bit different than it's what it normally is. Very red. Is. Yes. this time, yeah. yes. Yeah, if I expose my shoulders, it, it uh, <laughs> there is, it's quite, quite something. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so that was my day. Sleeping last night was great. Oh, I'm sure. It was wonderful. I'm sure. Every single movement. Yeah. Well, this is this is a little bit of a kind of a just a sad day. A little bit as we're sitting here recording. That's that true. With the knowledge that this is going to be Jacob's last chop for time with us. Uh, he's, uh, you know, at the end of the month, he's moving on. He's putting us in his rear view, um, you know, going back home for a little bit before moving on to grad school. But, uh, you know, next week we will, all three of us will be at a high school camp 
yeah. uh, that, that we're all working. So no sleep, a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a little bit of sad, but I thought that we should maybe party a little bit, you know, uh-huh. and just crank up the music a little bit and have a little bit of a celebration here. Oh, that's why as we're. Jacob, are you going to lead any singing? Um, uh. <laughs> I don't know if either one of them has a clue what song this is. No. I like it. Are, are you not Shrek fans? Because Donkey did it at the end. Oh, did it? Is this like a. Oh. Well, I still know the song, but like I remember it kind of. Yeah. So, so it's got a little little disco thing going to it, you know, a little '70s vibe happening here. But that's that is Disco Inferno, brought disco to you Inferno. by the Tramps. What a name! Yeah. So there you go. Pretty good. It's been good having you here, buddy. Yeah. That was the highlight of your internship here was being introduced with Disco Inferno. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> we. It's gonna be quiet over the next. Yeah, because Jacob just brings a bundle of noise along with him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know, like normally there's three of us every morning having coffee, you know, hanging out. Yeah. We usually get in early, yeah. have a cup of coffee, talk about the day and just life in general. Yeah. That's just going to be you and I. Yeah. yeah back, to the, back to the old days, you know, old days of yeah. six months ago. If you go to <laughs> the, the Little Mermaid, Any, either of you Little Mermaid fans. Disney, the yeah, rumor, yeah. okay, you know, was no. Scuttle, you know, he was talking yeah, about yeah. the, uh, he's, you know, he, he was talking about how bored that they used to get in the old times, and he said and they would just look at each other all day. <laughs> Got very boring. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, that's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on Sunday. Yes, we are, what, five, almost six minutes in now? Perfect. So, yeah. Entertainment yeah. at its finest. Uh, Sunday we were in Acts chapter two. Correct. Again, uh, closing out that passage. Mm-hmm. Um, let me pull it up here because I didn't have it. Uh, verses 42 to 47. Yeah. Did I have that right? Yeah, look at nice. you. Great. I, I did it. Um, when you were going through this, you kind of outlined, uh, you brought up 10 evidences of a healthy church mm-hmm. and then four vital signs yes. that a church needs to have pretty much to yeah. show that it's functioning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Fun- functioning effectively, I should say. Um, and it was, it was it was nice. We sort of broke down each. I mean, in the on the website or on the app, there's this image, ten evidences, and it breaks down the whole passage, uh, forty two right through to forty seven. Mm-hmm. Um, picking out individual little pieces that stand out in in those verses. Um, which is it okay if I read through these? Real yeah, quick? sweet. <clears throat> Coffee's sitting hard in my throat. There we go. Okay. This is this is excellence in execution of production right here is what you're experiencing, ladies and gentlemen. This is it. Okay, so devotion to the word, uh, devotion to one another, devotion to breaking of bread, devotion to prayer, radically radical generosity, constant interaction with one another, gathering in both large and small groups, a spirit of awe and praise to God, displaying an attractive faith and daily evangelism. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> daily evangelism. And he added to their numbers daily. Yeah. Mm. Was it this one or was it the vital signs you said came from a book? Uh, the or vital commentary? signs. Vital cool. signs. Um, which commentary was that again? You, you did it say is, what it was. Yeah, it is the Christ-centered exposition commentary okay. set out cool. of the book of Acts on this one. Very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, I mean, I... 
there's a few of those that a few of these 10 evidences I'd love to dive in on real quick. If, yeah. if that's okay. Yeah. I mean, cause we, we basically ones. just kind of presented these. We mm-hmm. spent a lot more time on the four vital signs. Right. Uh, there's a couple that really stand out to me. Um, I'm not quite sure why. Um, but you know, sometimes you just read something, it's like it, it sticks with you. Mm-hmm. The one that really stuck with me yesterday and you, you emphasized, I mean, you didn't really dive into it too much, but you emphasized it when you were going through it and um, was displaying an attractive faith. Um, which is interesting. <laughs> But, it, you know, and it's, and, it's, and it's almost like a debated topic. Mm-hmm. It's like, how attractive do we make our faith? You know, do we, mm. do we make church and everything performancey and attractive so that it invites many people in and we make it easy and light and non-offensive and fluffy? Right. Like, do we take it that far? Do we not? Like, what, what do we mean by an attractive faith? Oh, you're asking? Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. okay, 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 good. good. <laughs> um... Was Jesus attractive? Was his faith attractive? Did he attract people? I'm not talking about physically. You know? yeah. <laughs> Could he have been on a L'Oreal commercial or anything? Yeah, I mean, it's like, yeah. was Jesus's faith attractive? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, but he also did put a lot of people off. Okay. And I was going to say, was Jesus fluffy? Right. No. I mean, there's. Yeah. I, I think that with the word attractiveness comes genuine. Right. Also, and I I chose the word attractive. Because of our definition between and the differences between the two words. Right. Because if you put a genuine faith out there, mm-hmm. then there's a lot of people whose faith is presented in a non-attractive way that yeah. they would consider to be 100% genuine. And it right. may be. Right. But the differences between attractive and genuine is completely and totally different. Mm. I believe that the Pharisees' faith was mm-hmm. genuine in their mind, right? But it was the furthest thing in the world from attractive, right? Uh, yeah. And if you'll if you'll notice, other than the religious leaders, mm-hmm. it was Jesus who was having to push some people away with that had wrong motive. It wasn't others pushing Jesus away. Mm. So you know he put a lot of people right. away. That's true, uh, but we see numerous times. We see Jesus and this huge crowd beginning to follow him, and it's kind of at that point that he's going, okay, this is getting a little uncomfortable. Right. Not from the fact that he couldn't handle that big of a crowd or that he was an introvert mainly. It was, right. I know that not all of these people's hearts are genuinely attracted to me and the faith that I'm putting out. So I'm going to drop a bomb of a statement of right. like, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, right. you know, that, that type of yeah. statement. Yeah. Uh, and and that would weed through those who were just kind of attractionally mm. following because it was the so maybe the socially accepted or relevant thing to do at the moment, as opposed to those who were really going to follow him. Yeah, um, he actually does that quite a lot. He has, yeah. you know, even in the Sermon on the Mount, there's a lot of times where there are statements or in multiple sermons throughout the Gospels that just hit really hard and it does say that people turned away yeah you know um well the one that i was referencing there was it said a great multitude yeah left and then he looked he looked around after the mass exodus you know and he saw this yeah. kind of like this ragtag group of disciples and they're just still kind of sitting there yeah and he's like what are you not going to go to and uh-huh. and peter you know <laughs> just being that dude that that says everything that pretty much everybody else is wanting to say right he probably makes the understatement of the year um, when he goes, Rabbi or teacher, 
these sayings that you say are difficult. Right. <laughs> and then he's like, we have no clue what you're saying. But mm-hmm. when you speak, there's something that comes alive in us. Right. And, you know, and that's, mm-hmm. that, that's really the occasion. Mm-hmm. So attractive versus genuine. Right. Um, you know, it's that speaking the truth in love mm-hmm. and not necessarily just loving to speak the truth. Right. Because I've seen so many times in my own life, and, and me being guilty of it, that truth spoken in a bad way mm-hmm. with bad motive um, is, is, can be more harmful yeah. than deception. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I think that's, that's really kind of what I was yeah. getting at with that wording. I would, I would love to hear what, what your thoughts were. Yeah. As, no, as I, we just kind of mentioned that. Yeah, no, I, I, I really enjoy that. I mean, we actually almost talked about this a little bit uh, on Sunday morning in our um, Sunday school class. Uh, we were talking, it, we were looking at Philippians chapter 1, uh, verses 12 through 17, there it is. 18, something like that, through 18. One of those and, teens. Yeah, and this is probably one of my least favorite passages in the Bible but a really good one, you know. <laughs> There's a couple uh, of those, yeah. if we're being honest. <laughs> yeah, and because we, we were talking about, uh, so at this point, Paul's in prison. I think Paul is probably the, to me, he is the epitome of somebody who has an attractive faith, you know, in, in, a, a good in, point. in an interesting yeah. way, especially in, in Philippians. I love Philippians because he's in prison. He's like, this is fantastic. I get to tell people about Jesus. And <laughs> I'm sitting like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and, and I wish we, I had that kind of faith. Oh, never mind. So many, so many thoughts and comments going yeah. through my head right there. I'm going to try to exercise some wisdom. Yeah. Uh, so verse 15, he said, uh, It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ uh, out of selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. And then this verse comes up, which is such a challenging verse. But what does it matter? The important thing is that Christ, or is the, the important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice. Mm. I don't like that verse. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> I love judging those preachers yeah. who preach out of selfish yeah. gain and selfish motives and i don't celebrate the fact that christ is being preached regardless Mm -hmm. you know um and yeah so they they brought up people that they know or individuals in their school who are christians but they all they do is aggressively attack everything that everyone does and says oh you shouldn't do this here's a bible verse that says that you know this is a sin this is a sin and it's it's incredibly legalistic Mm -hmm. you know but Christ is being preached, in a sense, because yeah. I asked, do they talk about Jesus? And they said yes. And I said, this is where this sort of stuff gets really difficult. And it's yeah. like you got to go preach the way that you think is best. Preach in love with gentleness and respect is the way that we always talk about, um, including to that individual that they were talking about in their yeah. in their school, yeah. you know. And uh, the the way that they talked about that individual to me, is not an attractive faith. Mm. It's just legalism, yeah. just pure legalism of, you know, this is a sin, yeah. this is a sin, don't do that, don't do this, don't do that. And that's not attractive, mm-hmm. even though it is in the Bible. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so we had this really, it was a very interesting conversation about trying to find that balance of um, knowing that we have brothers and sisters who are doing the same thing in 
a different way yeah. that we struggle with. Well, know? we definitely don't need to try to combat ugly with ugly. Exactly. You yes. Know? Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that I think that if, uh, let's, um, let's not try to convict others with the word if we're not allowing the word to convict us. Right. Mm-hmm. You right. know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. But it was, uh, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. And then, you know, it kind of com- came up of having an attractive faith and, you know, it's hard to figure out because I, I can be too passive personally. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's probably my, my weakness. Uh, and I know a lot of people who have the other problem of being... Not you can <laughs> say me. It's fine. No, no, well, I mean, I, I wouldn't <laughs> at all. But, you know, like people who do come across too aggressive. Yeah. And finding that middle ground, you know, because being too passive, um, I would say, is attractive, but not an attractive faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I mean? <laughs> like, hmm? Does that make sense? <laughs> like, if I if I don't actually challenge anybody to grow in their faith, or if I don't have a level of faith that says, actually, you know, I'm choosing to live differently and and be bold and out there, and you know, that might be attractive to some people, but right. it's not. It's not the faith that attracts. Yeah. <laughs> that's attractive yeah. in that sense. It's almost my lack of <laughs> that's that's attractive in some settings. Um, that was a ramble. Jacob, what do you think? I'm just reading these TED evidences and I'm like, oh, maybe I need to really think, am I, am I doing these? Yeah. Like daily evangelism. That I really struggle with evangelism to begin with, let alone right. daily. Right. Constant interaction with one another. I've been trying that recently, but I am very much an introvert who is task-focused. Right. So it's like... <laughs> yeah yeah well and i and i think that you know again there's there's nuances to these words you know right. the, the constant interaction it doesn't mean that there has to be a state of 24 7 interaction <laughs> yeah. with each other youth group all the time oh yeah 24 7 empower all yeah all, all listen, we had a taste of that at empower <laughs> we're getting ready to have a taste next week of constant and believe me the constant is done in a week um <laughs> But it's it's that, to me, constant is being that is our primary. You know that is that is what we're kind of built around, and that constant gathering, that constant fellowship, was of the mindset of we see in this passage to where they not only went to the temple together, so they not only went to church together, but they met in their homes together yeah. too. You know they they ate together, they they hung out together. So it's this state of of being involved in each other's lives far more than just on a Sunday morning. Yeah. And I think that one actually stood out. And we, we talked about that quite a lot. I think, was it even one of your vital signs? Loving fellowship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you focused in on on this sort of idea of small groups and big groups. Yeah. You know, and I kind of like, you know, we, we, we do put a lot of emphasis on please come back to Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Like, please join us. Um, we're here. We're safe. We, you know, we look after everything. Mm-hmm. We we put a lot of effort into making sure that it's a safe environment. Um, but at the same time, it's not just Sundays that we want people to be doing either. Right. <laughs> you know, we do have small groups. We do have youth groups. We have adult groups. We have loads of things going on where you can gather in a small setting as mm-hmm. well as a big setting, you know. Um, and it's it's nice to know that we're pushing for multiple settings yeah. of uh gathering yeah um because 
big groups, Sunday morning is great, but it doesn't build that uh, mm-hmm. deep, intimate relationship with one another as well as small groups can. Yep. You know? Um, yeah, the constant interaction one was interesting as well because to me, it, it one of the things I've really challenged myself with over the past couple of years is actually, I'm really good at like, I love being with people and I actually love being with people and just switching off my brain. Like, mm-hmm. I'll happily yeah. be in a group of like 50 people all having fun and I could sit on a couch and just be in silence. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I'm there, but I'm not present. Or even even in conversations, like I don't think I have ADD, but my brain does. Like, <laughs> it's not, like in interiorly, that didn't make any sense, but it's fine. Interiorly, does it, does it work that way? Yeah, it I works see. that way. Okay. No, as in like ex, good to know. you know exteriorly, uh, in my actions, I'm pretty good at you know not being all over the place. Mm-hmm. But m- like my thought process is everywhere. Do you know what I mean? Um, so there are times that I'll be sitting down having a serious conversation with somebody and my brain is thinking about who knows what. Like, it'll just really easily go into overdrive mode thinking about everything that I need to do or everything that I just did yeah. the previous day or whatever. Um, it's been something I've challenged myself with is actually being constantly present mm. in those moments and actually, like, focused in conversations. Because it's really easy to just switch off and then just be like, yeah, I'll pray for you. <laughs> So so you could say that actually being present is a present. Well, I mean, you should have used that one for your dad joke yesterday. <laughs> I'm not going to acknowledge you. <laughs> um, but yeah, those are, those are the main ones that stick, stuck out to me. The gathering in both large and small groups um, and displaying an attractive faith. Yeah. Um, Jacob, were there any other of these that... We'll give Jacob, we'll give a little bit of a pass to him here. Jacob this is true. taught in our kids' ministry yeah, yesterday. He wasn't there. And um, for some reason, he didn't see it like beneficial for him to go back on Sunday afternoon <laughs> and listen to my message when he could be like taking a nap or having a milkshake. To, to or, be honest, like after working with kids for the whole morning, my brain would go for a nap. Yeah. But, yeah, but yes. We'll, yes, we'll I, give him a pass on this one. <laughs> It's not my calling, but you know, you know. I mean, we do we do sermon prep together, so like I kind of kind of know what's going on, but <laughs> not fully. Um, any any other of these uh, ten evidences stick out before we dive into a couple of other things? No, we good. Cool. Um, so what 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 things had to be chopped? I think really just. Um, well, I mean, there was there was a lot of explanation on these ten, which which I may mm-hmm. go back at some point and put on our Facebook right. page and, and the web page with the church because they're really good. R- well, really I mean, good each stuff. each of these is a sermon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, but um, you know, from from the vital signs, yeah. Um, I, I really didn't didn't cut a lot. It mainly came from the ten evidences. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because you know we just basically bullet point hit those, um, so th- so there re- really wasn't a ton yeah. that I would have said. May- maybe just a little bit more from a challenging um, mm. standpoint throughout each one of the the mm. vital signs, and we yeah. kind of hit on those. And I didn't want right. to, um, you know, just kind of beat on a drum obsessively. Right. Yeah. So yeah, well, I mean, the, f- the vital signs are great just for like. 
looking at each one and seeing, okay, in each of these, which one do I need to grow in, mm-hmm. you know, um, personally and communally, yeah. you know. Because um, I think we do attempt at all of these within First Church. Yeah. Like, I think when, when I look at First Church and look at these four vital signs, I do see them. You know, biblical nourishment, I think, is probably one of our strongest. We really do focus mm-hmm. a lot on truly understanding the Bible, mm-hmm. diving into it. Um, it's one of the big drives for church. Yeah. Uh, you know, we're going through one book of the Bible and for a whole year, you know, really talking about biblical literacy, diving into it so that we can fully know what God's Word says. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, loving fellowship. Um, we do have a fantastic community yeah. of people. Yeah. Um, no, that doesn't mean there's not drama here and there, and there's not... You know, I'm, I'm not aware of any. Uh, okay, uh, good. Uh, <laughs> you know, but it doesn't mean that we're perfect in that. Um, yeah. But we do, you know, there's, well, there's it, a close-knit community. Yeah. Well, and I even presented from a loving fellowship type thing, I even presented a couple really simple, mm-hmm. built-in, easy opportunities yeah. to start that on the increase, you know, just talking about, hey, how many of you are getting here a few minutes early right? so that you can walk around and talk to people yeah, uh, and not just get here a few minutes early and sit in your pew and wait on everything yeah. to happen. <laughs> you know, get here and engage with some folks. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing more satisfying from Kennedy's yeah. standpoint or my standpoint to have to wrangle people in. Yeah. To get work, you know, to get yeah. the service started because yeah. they're talking, mm-hmm. um, and then you know, just challenge them to hey, stay a few minutes later. Yeah, you know, especially now that we can do that. Yeah, you know, because six months ago we weren't allowed to do that. Yeah, so, so get it's out so here. nice that we can don't, do that. Don't again. look at people. Yeah, don't talk to them. <laughs> Leave. <laughs> just don't breathe. Hold your breath. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> Fast walk. Fast walk. Mall walk it out of here. Yeah. But you know, now that we can really do that, spend more time in loving fellowship. It's it's exciting to see that start to build back up again. Yeah. And I wasn't here before COVID, so I don't know what it was like beforehand. Um, but that was one thing my home church did really, really well back in Ireland was we had a little coffee machine and people stayed for like an hour afterwards mm. and just sit and talked. And it was fantastic. Now, most of these other areas we struggled with, but loving fellowship is something we had. Um, vibrant worship. Kennedy does an incredible job. Yeah. We're really, I mean, Kennedy and Emily before her, both mm-hmm. fantastic at leading, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I really would... Um, for the sake of not having a deep conversation about that here, but I spent a few moments on yeah. the vibrant worship yesterday, and you know, again, it goes to what our mind immediately goes to with vibrant worship is the the emotional response, right. the the physical evidences that we can see. Yeah, that's yeah. part of it. It can be yeah. part of it, but if your worship is only an emotional response, there's not going to be a life change there. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Discipleship is not going to happen. The magic word of sanctification, that's not right. progressing you in transforming. Does God use your emotions? Absolutely, He does. Right. And it can be an emotional experience. But if our emotional experiences through worship are only the high emotional experiences, the raising of our hands, the dancing, right. the clapping, the, the rejoicing part of it, and there's no emotional response of bowing down low onto our knees mm-hmm. in humility. Mm-hmm. Then we're we're missing it, right? Uh, so we talked. Uh, we won't go into great detail, but I, if you've not heard it, go back yeah. and listen to it because it's important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For um, us to understand that worship lead true vibrant worship leads into life change. Yeah, Take yeah. And worship is also a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's not just Sunday morning singing right. two songs or right. three. Uh, it's living as a sacrifice. Everything you do is sacrificed to God. Yeah. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and especially I think you know everybody's different. You know, yeah. introverts. I mean, most of us. I think all all of us are relatively introverted mm-hmm. for the most part. Um, like for me, raising my hands and dancing around is not at all. I mean, that th- to me that would be a distraction to myself, forcing mm-hmm. myself to do that during worship. You know, so it's. Yeah. Even having an emotional response doesn't always manifest itself right. the same way for everybody. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For some people, yeah. it just means literally standing quietly with inward reflection, breaking down in tears inside because mm-hmm. you don't want to do it exteriorly, mm-hmm. you know, like, and, you know, um, really diving in that way. Um, so, you know, that's definitely to each their own type yeah. of thing yeah. of how, how you worship. Um, and the last one is faithful art- outreach. And this is something that we, we're starting to really try and build on is this daily evangelism, mm-hmm. just in evangelism in general and faithful outreach from First Church. Um, it's very easy for churches to get focused in on themselves. Yeah. Um, so how can, what... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> words, words. My hand somebody, was waving somebody. there for those who can't see this. <laughs> somebody say something. Yeah. Um, I think it's we have to look at it in two basic categories when we're looking at faithful daily outreach, mm-hmm. word and deed. Word right. and deed outreach. Right. Uh, how, how are we doing in both of those areas? I, I think one of the strongest areas of First Church is outreach in deed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In Power Carter County, and that's yeah. not the only time that that happens. Yeah. I mean, there's there's deed outreach, you know, yeah. acts of service that's, that goes on basically constantly yeah. from this church body. Yeah. And it's a great thing. If I'm going to look at one and go, hey, we need to be stronger in this area, it's the word outreach. Yeah. Because yeah. so many of us, I think probably all three of us included here at this table, it's so much easier for us to do the deed outreach yep. Yep. and the philanthropy type thing and the actually putting my hands to something and doing something tangible for someone. It's a lot easier and more comfortable for yeah. me to do that. Yeah than to sit down and have a pointed conversation with my yeah. attractive faith right. about Jesus. Yeah, yeah. And it's amazing there are some people, like I know some people who literally can turn every single conversation into something yeah. about Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's amazing. Yeah, it, it is. It's really cool. And their, their, their segues are so smooth yeah. and mine's just like, oh, oh, Jesus. Yeah. Oh. Um, but yeah, faithful outreach, and I, I, I'm glad you framed it like that as well, because there is that that twofold part. We need mm-hmm. to be doing stuff for our community, these wise, and we also need to be telling people about Jesus. Yeah, so we yeah we have to focus on both of those areas, you know, and deeds and words. We we can't just expect people to know that we're talking about Jesus, yeah. or that we are doing this for Jesus just by doing something nice, because mm-hmm. um, people do nice things, mm-hmm. yeah, all, all the time. time. Yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, um, I really enjoy those those four vital signs and the ten the ten evidences of, of faith. Um, you know, they're good ones to just continuously look at yeah. as as a church or as a even as a believer to see mm-hmm. what areas in life we need to work on. You know, um, what's happening next week? We're not going to be here next week, right? Yeah, we're we're not going to be recording. Right, uh, Acts thirteen. Okay, we're going to kind of be looking at it in motion, empowered on mission, mm-hmm. basically. So we're going to be just kind of covering the entirety of Acts chapter 13, awesome. just as, as a glance type thing, like we did uh-huh. last week, nice. you know, the week before. So Very read cool. Acts 13. Yeah. And we'll you'll hear Chop for Time again in two weeks. Time. Two weeks. Sounds yeah. good. Cool. See, see, see you later. Bye. Bye.